you have gone so far extreme. You think you're living in the purge, but it's like the purge for like white people. That's it. Like that's what you're, and you're trying to push that idea on other white people. You're trying to convince all white people who watch you to be like the purge is happening. They're coming for you and yours. They're coming for all of us. We have to watch out. And like, it's not true. It's just racist. It's just like extremely racist. It's white supremacist racist nonsense that again would only appeal to a demographic who are already very far gone. The reason I say this, by the way, is that Tucker Carlson, um, I know he's got the uh, basically persona of a white supremacist because he is a white supremacist who also spouts white supremacism. Uh, So that's basically uh, what he's about. But when it comes to the fact that he doesn't care about white people, uh, that comes from the fact that he doesn't care about poor white people or working class white people. He has no problem with uh, rich white people as he doesn't really have a huge problem with other rich categories, although he will like to maintain white supremacy at the top of the hierarchy. Um, but yeah, it, it's not about him actually caring or trying to fight because he makes uh, the lives of white people worse. It's uh, what he spins to them, what he tells them the true cause of all their problems is, especially if like poor white people in America specifically are suffering on a regular basis and he tells them, eh, but it's uh, the immigrants and the trans people and then you're being replaced uh, by uh, the Mexicans and like uh, as long as you keep them very very afraid they'll never start to think about why is my life terrible why am I being exploited why do I have to drive an Uber car and then I have to do DoorDash why do I have to do that after I do my regular job just to be able to pay for my family that is really hard to work why is the minimum wage so low why don't I have worker protection why don't I have health care why do my kids go to bad schools why is any like I can't pay for their college right now I don't have to pay for the university oh my god what is going on this is all so hard why is life so hard is there any other way what is going on why is life so shitty i have to unwind for two to three hours after like after work get when i get home and i just watch tv and when i watch tv i watch this motherfucker who then indoctrinates me and like yeah it's the elites it's the globalists they're controlling you that's the problem but also in addition to all this you have to be very very afraid of the trans agenda to indoctrinate your children they're trying to turn your kids trans that's really happening and we can see there's proof from like you know the top on high so you got to get really afraid that's why I say, ultimately, like, he, he's just for profit for millions and millions of dollars, uh, keeping them uh, indentured, keeping poor white people uh, to suffer uh, under a system, uh, and then try to say that it's, like, the liberals or the left that are just obsessed with things like, you know, race and stuff like that. I say this as a prelude because we're about to watch Tucker Carlson go real racist, and you have to understand... That even though you might be like, well, this is like white supremacy style shit, right? Like, and it is, it absolutely is. But it's not because he cares about like only white people. It's it's he cares about rich white people. Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. In July of 1993, a radio station in Kilgali, Rwanda, began openly attacking one of the country's main ethnic groups, the Tutsis. The radio station was called RTLM, but many remember it as simply Hutu Radio because its audience was primarily Hutu. According to Hutu Radio, Tutsi people were responsible for virtually every bad thing that ever happened in Rwanda. Tutsis had way too much money. They had way too much power. Tutsis were way too privileged. They were greedy. They were bigoted. They were racists. They were dangerous. Everything about Tutsiness was repulsive. This is fucked. For the most part, <laughs> actual Tutsis. This is already so fucked. <laughs> like, are you kidding? 
Are you invoking the Rwandan genocide right now? Is, is what is happening? Is is that the opening to your show? <laughs> in the worst possible ways. Rwanda ignored all of this. Hutu radio was not aimed at them. But then, in July of 1994, just nine months after RTLM went on the air, a genocide began in Rwanda. More than half a million Tutsis were murdered, in many cases by Hutus, whose rage had been stoked to violence by RTLM's broadcasts. Entire Tutsi families were dragged from their homes and hacked to death with machetes. Hundreds of thousands of women were raped. The world watched in horror as it happened, but did nothing to intervene. Instead, our leaders told us at the time, the genocide in Rwanda would live forever as a lesson to the rest of us about the capacity for evil that lurks inside every human heart and the... Where are you going with this? Holy fuck. I, I, I was like, where are you trying to parlay this point into? Dangers of reducing our neighbors to the sum total of their ethnicity. They're individuals, not ethnic groups. Bill Clinton gave an eloquent speech, actually, on the subject in Kilgali back in 1998. Look it up and ask yourself, as you read it, if any Democratic Party official could today say those same words. It's hard to imagine, given what plays on a loop on that party's cable news arm, MSNBC. Have you watched MSNBC lately? Likely you haven't. Like the Tootsies, you're not the target audience, but you should tune in sometime. Oh my it's remarkable. God. Yeah, I think you're right, Jimmy Sombrero. I, I was like, he's trying to compare white people to the Tutsis and white genocide. And I was like, that, like, I, I really, this is the framing. You were trying to frame, like, oh my God, why are like far right fucking conservatives always trying to make themselves into the victims and to compare themselves? It's like, oh, you don't know how we suffer. Like, I thought it would be beyond the pale for anti-vaxxers to compare what they go through to either uh, apartheid in South Africa or the Holocaust. I, I would be like, no way. You're not going to do that. Like, I, I can't I can't go to Denny's. I, I can't dine in my Denny's at 4 a.m. because I have not gotten the vaccine. Well, this is apartheid, I tell you. I'm now going to wear a band around my arm. And yes, no, it's definitely not trivializing the Holocaust in any way, shape or form. This is this is my struggle. Given that opposing racism is America's national religion, it may surprise you to learn that open race hate forms much of the substance of that channel's programming. Oh and when we God. say race hate, we're not referring to the subtle coded variety. You want border security? You're giving your kids piano lessons? You like Shakespeare? You believe in the SAT? You must be a racist. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> Why do they always say <laughs> no one is trying to deny that Shakespeare is if and if he was a real person who wrote every single one of his plays. I know the conspiracy theories, but anyways, that Shakespeare is not incredibly talented or, or well-respected or loved or fucking <laughs> Shakespeare is going to be fine. I, I've never once been like, oh, damn, man, like Shakespeare's getting it really hard now. People are saying there should be like maybe a little bit more of a uh, broad uh, literature that we should be reading, something like that. But like. Oof, he's, he's had a, a tough run. Talking about. We're talking about the kind of race hate you cannot mistake for anything else. The kind where people just come out and announce. Wait, this is not race hate. Saying, like, uh, Shakespeare is under attack. That, that, that's not race hate. I hate this race of people, and here's why I do. It's hard to believe that anything like that is happening right now on American television. But Please, it is. Examples. Show me. And the most amazing and the Receipts. most creepy part of all is that no one is saying anything about it. It's all okay. but ignored. And honestly, we had no idea it was going on either until we started getting texts from people. Are Here you watching this? Can you believe this? 
So we tuned in. Have you heard about this? Apparently on the left, what you're about to see is considered completely normal. Oh, even wow. Even good. Here we go. And that should worry you deeply. You don't want to live in Rwanda. But in MSNBC, they're already... <laughs> you don't want to live in Rwanda. This dude is so fucking racist. It's like... You can't even, like, kind of dial back to, like, okay, so how do we do this segment? We really want to do a segment on how, like, there's a lot of racism towards white people in the mainstream media, okay? How do we set this up? Well, why don't we compare our plight to the uh, Rwandan genocide? That seems that seems like something that's just probably fair, equatable, you know? And people will be like, ah, yes, yes, okay, well, that, that reference is certainly applicable in this fucking moment. There. Now, you probably knew about Joy Reid, the race lady who's been fixated on race hate for years now. But MSNBC has a new host, someone called Tiffany Cross, who hosts a show called The Cross Connection. Here's a selection. Many of us have seen the dangers when powerful white people decide they want something, they annex it. And they've never had a problem replacing the people who stand in their way. We see American white people are, are going crazy. They're, going, they're resorting to violence. This is literally what conservative white folks do when they don't get their way. They turn violent. White people deputizing themselves in some positions. You know they're talking about, like, uh, far-right militias and stuff like that. And in this case, they happen to be talking about what's happening with Rittenhouse. I'm not trying to relate directly to that, but, like, people expressing outrage that there is a problem of far-right militias, far-right violence, far-right gun violence as well. That, like, that's not anything that controversial to bring up you know it's not not something outrageous to say it is it is certainly a problem it's one of the reasons i think people on the left should be doing outreach to those groups in some form or another to try and like deprogram them because yes they are the ones that fall down that rabbit hole doesn't matter if it's through like you know the red pill shit the MGTOW shit which is a huge way of pulling people in you know all those different shows uh, that are basically surrounding like Andrew Tate style I hate women with the other groups that are like you know either the insult cultures the far right all those kind of things they all overlap with each other they pull people in and yes they recruit and it's not obviously exclusively white people the Proud Boys has non-white people in it but they are all about uh, maintaining western chauvinism that's like the Proud Boys actual decree they want to maintain western chauvinism and these groups are able to pull people over they are they're able to recruit and they're able to pull people into the side of committing acts of violence there there has been horrifying acts of violence by again white far-right uh extremists that that they are the majority of domestic terrorism in the united states uh so it, it's not outrageous to to say that or or just to express it in any way position of authority to have jurisdiction over their life when they need to mind their blanking business I don't think it's our responsibility to be tasked with destroying and dismantling the uh, racial oppression that's against us. That's just saying we're more at fault than the white people who constructed this system and the white people who continue to practice institutional racism. A majority of white people do not support policies that would unpack and unroll and reform this system of justice. This is what they want. But, but, but that's true. Like so far, I I think a goal is to have more people be aware of these problems of these systems. But like again, this is not like hyper racism, Tucker Carlson, that you're witnessing. It's not like Matt Gates <laughs> is giving the white folks what they want. White replacement can strangle culture. So yes, we should all be concerned about white replacement. It is, after all, a very threat to our survival here. Is there anything worse? <laughs> I wonder if that was like he thought about that right before the camera comes back and he at first was just like wait 
No, I got it. Than white people, they're violent. They're heartless. They're Wait, cruel. What? They're deranged. They're secret. What, what are you talking? That, that that's not what we were watching in those clips. They they were criticizing power structures for the most part. And like you you understand, whiteness is different than white people. These are two separate very things, especially when it comes to like like hierarchies, how people should be perceived and seen and stuff like. That. No, they're not. No, Tucker. <laughs> None of that happened. They're dishonest. In fact, as you just heard Tiffany and Cross say, white people are a mortal danger to you and your loved ones. They threaten your No, oh, whoa, no, you're going super extreme. Not, not, none of that, no. What, what is this? <laughs> Do they hunt your children at night? The white people are killing for you. That's like, that's a straight up zombie movie envisioned of what Tucker Carlson thinks black people think about white people. That's, that's his zombie horror, where it's just like hordes of white people coming after you and your kids or something like that. <laughs> I know we're like three layers deep with that one, with Inception, but come on, Tucker Carlson is laying it out pretty clear. Life. Are they poisoning the wells? Are they baking bread with the blood of your children? If not, no. Did you just do blood libel as well? What is with the blood libel lately? It's coming out. Like everyone is proud to talk about this. It, it just seems a thing. Like now, all of a sudden, it's like it's totally fine. Like what was it? Uh, Own or news? It was Newsweek. Uh, no, Newsmax. Newsmax just did that. And now Tucker Carlson as well. Huh. All right. According to Tiffany Cross and MSNBC, they're fully capable of doing those things. They've certainly. Yo, what the fuck? You can't say that. You, you can't in one sentence be like, uh, are they going to cook your children into bread and eat them? And they'd be like, well, according to what she wants or says or actually thought and said out loud, it, it, that's what she wants. And she's like, no, none of that happened. <laughs> that's so extreme. How do you get away with this? Done worse. This is Hutu Radio. But it's oh not my an God. independent yeah, radio station it. in Africa. I forgot about the, the Rwandan genocide and fucking comparison. Part of okay. the biggest telecommunications company in the United States, Comcast, which owns it. So you have to ask yourself, what is Comcast? Oh, yeah. No, this is straight white supremacy. Like, th like this is the white supremacy broadcast. And, like, it's it's nothing I would have even dreamt of when uh, fucking I was younger, that this would exist in such an, like, an extremist way. In a way where it's like, hey, we'll, we'll throw you a couple things. First, we're going to try and absolve ourselves of the racism of the segment uh, by comparing ourselves to the Rwandan genocide. There we go. Okay. Now that we've done the sleight of hand, uh, we can begin talking about how there is, in fact, a uh, desire for uh, a blood libelous, almost uh, cons consummation of white children uh, by black people. Uh, in this case, they, they they want to they want to uh, eat our children that's that's a real thing that i'm going to say out loud on the largest news program in america to millions and millions of people millions of people and just going to have to take this as fact this is this is the world we live in now board think of this comcast board is mostly white people white people who according to the channel they own decided they wanted something then they annexed it white people who steal because they're white white people who could quote turn to violence when they don't get their way no. White people are going crazy, <laughs> endangering their communities. So you have to ask yourself, why are they putting...
So, by the way, what you're watching right now, this is called Populism, and this is Populism 101. What you have to do is make groups that are in positions of power that already have, uh, you know, the, the power of both the state and, in large part, capital as well as businesses, you make them feel marginalized. You make the dominant groups feel marginalized, and then you scare them. You scare them deeply and think, hey, by the way, by the, the exact thing that we are doing to actual other groups, uh, that's happening to you. And so you have to be energized. You have to be able to see this as a threat. That's what Tucker Carlson is doing right now, like 100% across the board. And the reason, again, I try to steer this around to the fact that I genuinely believe this. He doesn't care about white people at all when he talks about this, even though it seems like he is trying to like appeal to them. It's also about suppressing poor white people that's that's part of the structure that's part of the entire way the entire game is set up and he wants to maintain that and he wants white people who are poor to maintain and can keep being poor and suffering because of their poverty in addition to he also is an extreme racist and a white supremacist and is consistently trying to talk to you about how black people are the ones who are being the racists black people are the ones who are coming after your kids like fucking going to eat your children like what what is going on none of that was being said like that was so extreme this on the air why are they allowing this, this yeah is it's, it's, it's fascism debate these are open attacks on people on americans on the basis purely of their race and that's just a selection we could go on and on and on are they aware that this is happening perhaps they're not we weren't to be fair but it is happening day after day after day after day and at a certain point you have to ask yourself if it continues and nobody stops it do they agree with it? Maybe they do. And just in case you think that we are taking Tiffany Cross out of context and pulling <laughs> the worst <laughs> no <laughs> at no point and i'm not even a fan of any of the people you're going after because i don't know a lot of who they are so i'm not trying to defend them based on my own personal relationship or my own personal feelings anything like that objectively from those clips there was at no point any indication that any single one of them was specifically talking about how they think white people are trying to eat children that like that is there was nothing remotely close that is like it's actually insane to try and claim that based on those clips that could have been something that was thought of or said or expressed by NBC not a fan of NBC not a fan of corporate media gotta tell you I'm, I'm not doing this out of a defense you know it's, it's the same shit I gotta talk about Disney with but holy fuck come on this was such a weird racist reach it's it's not a thing. This is this is not a thing that like prominent either academics or media personalities within the black community are saying about white people. That it's like you have gone so far extreme. You think you're living in fucking the purge, but it's like the purge for like white people. That's it. That, like that's what you're and you're trying to push that idea on other white people. You're trying to convince all white people who watch you to be like the purge is happening. They're coming for you and yours. They're coming for all of us. We have to watch out. <laughs> and like it's not true it's just racist it's just like extremely racist it's white supremacist racist nonsense that again would only appeal to a demographic who are already very far gone quotes from a out of context segment to make her seem crazy and racist here's more here's tiffany cross on msnbc oh my god Look, a lot of folks in that Capitol insurrection, some of these folks were white women. And I know we're talking a lot about Oath Keepers and Proud Boys, but I do think that some of the white women who adopted, it, have adopted this ideology, is America ready to face the fact that some of those folks look like people they have elevated and put on a pedestal of being untouchable? What do you say about this wing of, of white women who have been radicalized and are enablers to this...
are you serious? Because it's a very fair question. <laughs> that's not that's not on all white people. That, that's not like all white people are as a monolith, because that's a really weird way to think about any people. Every single white woman, every single one of them is like this or is this. That's so different. You understand that. There's a criticism specifically of white women who participated in a coup. In that, you, you can make another analysis of people who weren't white who participated in that coup. And it would be a different analysis than people who aren't white in general. Like if I was like, it's 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 somewhat unusual that there was people who were, uh, you know, Hispanic in, in, in the coup. Uh, that is different than saying that every single one of them happens to be a far-right extremist. They're not monoliths. There's, there's like, you, you can't talk about that the, the way Tucker. Like, it's ridiculous you'd hear this and then all of a sudden be like, oh, th that's racist very dangerous domestic terrorism movement that we've seen increase quite rapidly. So it's not just whites, it's white women. Their women are bad too. The oh women, my God. of course, are the key to reproducing the white race, which is clearly... <laughs> like we... <laughs> oh man. Like, okay, so 2022, we do have quite a few neat things. We have this thing right now where I can think of anything that comes to the top of my head and I can see what it looks like if Monet painted it based on AI algorithms that go through databases of pictures. We have that. It's super cool. Like, that technology I did not think I would have uh, maybe like five or six years ago. And anything I think of at any single point in the day, I can type into a search engine and I can put it into any style of art that I want and it becomes instantly within 30 to 40 seconds in front of my eyes. Like, it's like magic it it honestly is like magic it's what you imagine people with magical powers used to have back in the day they could just like wave their hands and then a painting in high quality would suddenly just appear before them that that part is cool but we also have this <laughs> we also have open fascists talking about fascist shit on the most watched news program in the biggest superpower in the world. America number one. America has all the military bases. They are the dominant fucking hegemonic controller of the earth. This is what's happening. And we have open and proud fascist fucking rhetoric. He's talking about the white women are crucial to reproduce. I know he's saying it facetiously for this like bit of the segment. I know. I get that. But it's still extreme because these again are a lot of coded dog whistles as in you should be scared that this is the way black people think or you should be scared this is the way msnbc or liberals think which is not true this is not a thing it is it like the, trust me white people th this is not what black people talk about i don't have to be like i have black friends but it's so ridiculous do not trust tucker carlson on this issue he is trying to scare you he is trying to get you very scared and keep you scared because it works for all the systems of power that already exist if you keep if you stay terrified for the rest of your life if, if you are are just horrified by this prospect that this is what's going to happen then uh he has won they, they have all won because it's not real again it's like the right is obsessed with creating fears and ghosts and phantoms for things that are not real they're like there is no crt taught to children it's not a real thing you know uh there is no mass censorship of dr seuss that's not happening it's a private company that is deciding of their own decision to publish or not publish their own copyright material that that should be your jam you, you love that shit it's capitalism baby they're choosing which books they no longer want to sell because they don't think it'll like be beneficial to their brand as a whole to have some of the more yikesy or 
racist books come out, that's their choice. These aren't real problems. They're not real. Just as uh, black people trying to attack uh, white people uh, is not a real thing. It's not. There's, there's not an uprising happening right now and a hatred of white people. It's, it's not real, Tucker. A threat, as she says again and again, to you and your family. They're dangerous. They want to hurt you. Nope. Now, don't be fooled by the fact that Tiffany Cross can barely Not what speak she said. a coherent sentence. She was a communications major, apparently, according to the internet. That didn't work. But the... <laughs> this is, again, mainstream. This seems like Starship, like, trooper shit. Like, I, I would expect to see this in the middle of Starship Troopers. This is one of those, like, cutscenes in the middle of that movie where all of a sudden it's like, dun, 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 and then we cut to the super fashy, racist white dude, and he, like, comes on screen, and he's like, yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. This would never happen in the real world. It's good that we have this weird, strange version of sci-fi where we can experience this. Just a bit <laughs> is very, very clear. Kill white the bugs. women are Kill dangerous because white people are dangerous. They are no, no, an extremist far-right radical who also happens to be white but doesn't have to specifically be right, uh, white, but it, more often than not is white people. That's what she was talking about. That's it. It's, it's not all white people. It's not a blanket brush. You're doing that. You're doing that. I know it's for the fucking white supremacy and all that right now, but you're doing the whole, like, oh, oh my, I'm, I, I feel like you say black lives matter, but in my heart I feel like all lives matter. Is, is, is there anyone who can tell me all lives matter? And then all of a sudden, Kanye West shows up, and Kanye West is like, all lives matter. And then Tucker Carlson's like, oh, thank you. Someone said it. Someone said it. But that was not what the other side ever said. That That's not what Black Lives Matter is about. It's about all lives should matter. And it seems like black lives disproportionately matter less than white lives. That's what that means. That's what that's about. Same thing applies to indigenous people. Same thing applies to Latin people. It's like if there's worse police interactions by the color of someone's skin and you can actually see that in the data, that's probably a problem. That's, that's something that should be changed. That's... That's what that's talking about. It, it's not at all that white people don't matter, you know? It, it's not that white people uh, are shit. It, it's like, <laughs> you don't got to take this one personally. By the nature of their DNA, potential domestic terrorists. Oh, my God. By they the nature of their DNA, you are such a white supremacist. This is unbelievable. This is probably, I would say, the most fashy that, like, Tucker Carlson has been, right? At least within, like, he's never started doing the, like, the white women are here to repopulate the white race and the DNA. Like, you're just, you're trying to cover this shit by being sarcastic and facetious and be like, oh, well, this is apparently what black people want. They think that we're trying to repopulate the white race and take over. Like, you're trying to cover it with all that, but you're just saying all the parts out loud now. You're, you're talking about how you're genetically disposed, apparently, to, to doing bad things and and committing blood libel if, uh, you know, the things go so far. You play the game. Well, if any other group were spoken about this way, this would be shut down immediately. And, of course, that's completely true. There's no other group in America you could talk about the way that Tiffany Cross and Joy Reid and other anchors in MSNBC talk about white people. But you don't even have to play that game. It doesn't matter what the color is. It's always wrong to reduce people to the color of their skin, to their melanin <laughs> content, to their DNA. And <laughs> Awesome. Cool. Glad we're on the same page, Tucker. So can you start making the police follow those rules? Can, can you stop over-policing black communities? Can you stop disproportionately arresting black people over white people for the same crimes or drugs or anything like that? Can you stop sentencing black people to way higher fucking sentences because of that? Can you stop permitting them not to have parole and other stuff like that because they happen to be black? Like, that would, that would be awesome. Are, are they allowed to get as many bank loans as white people? People? Can they start 
disproportionately getting grants to be able to have a lot of different opportunities in their lives like any of that can the median wealth gap between those two categories which are not real none of this is real i agree with you the melanin content should not be a determining factor it makes no sense it's the way fucking we look at fucking cartoon pictures if you look at trees you're like oh these trees are green these trees are yellow these trees are like yes there's no reason we should judge people based on that that's so silly i agree with you and at the end of the day are are we going to change this because because here's the reality and here's how the things are stacked it's just like do not want to just observe the world around you the known universe and look at everything and then be like okay okay now i've made an assessment this is what i see and now okay this is the real world that i live in okay okay fair enough okay so these are the things we have to change even worse to attack them on the basis of that and in fact it's the basis of violence actual violence actual violence what's the violence but tiffany cross can't be criticized because she's oppressed that's the key watch this what we didn't see were enough voices willing to point out the deeper festering rot that's plagued this nation since it was born people who neither discovered nor built this land have been led to believe that america is theirs and theirs alone will this democracy survive well a yahoo news poll says no but perhaps when you build a nation on stolen land with stolen labor, it was never going to be a republic we could keep. And so here we are, celebrating the birth of a nation, independence for white men. <laughs> gonna piss okay. on so much. Once again, <laughs> calling out a specific race by name. Now you have to wonder about the other end. Okay, do you know what the film The Birth of a Nation was? We're talking about the KKK. We're talking about the amount of power the KKK had in America. It is ridiculous. You can't ignore it when you see the fucking size of the rallies. And these are fucking full-on, you know, KKK members. And yes, The Birth of a Nation, in terms of a film and just the level of power that they had, is horrifying. And it's not something you should shy away from at the end of the day. It's not something you need to be scared of. It's, it's like it's a part of your history. Don't ignore any part of your history. Don't buy into this weird re-hashing, like sorry, pseudo-historical uh, revisionist version of every event where it's like, well, these things weren't as bad as we thought. And uh, a lot of the founding fathers actually uh, opposed uh, slavery in theory. They, they, they did not want to be slave masters, even though they did have hundreds of slaves. But at the end of the day, they were noble men who wanted to end slavery. And eventually they did. And eventually they would fight a war. Yes, only white people would fight in the Civil War. Only white people. There's no exceptions. Please don't look it up. Do not not google this there's no such thing as any kind of black person fighting in the civil war of the united states anyways only white people did that and it was to the benefit of all the black people because they didn't want to be the slave masters anymore and so now everything worked out so you know that's that's the history of the us of a and we're very proud of it it's 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 good stuff it's it's, it's awesome that's that's basically pray prager you kids that's all of prager you kids like every episode anchors on msnbc msnbc some of whom are that race do they notice this do they know what's happening on their channel? Are they okay with this? What do you think happens if we continue to talk this way? You may not watch that channel, but some people do. What does this look like in a year or five years or 10 years? What kind of country do you live in? Well, a country at war with itself, race war. <laughs> this woman, Tiffany Cross. You know what's wild? So 
uh, a bunch of different people who are being oppressed and or judged and or treated unfairly and or receiving different treatments and or just basically having a different quality of life based on arbitrary things like the amount of melanin in their skin. They have come forward and they've been like, hey, as someone who wants to observe this and then observe the trends and be able to talk about this with statistics, data, all that kind of stuff. Here's what I've seen and experienced as well as my own lived experience. This is my life. And then it's like, oh, OK, so uh, it seems as if the if we look at the data, there seems to be very strong discrepancies between different groups, even though we may consider these groups arbitrary it is super weird how in uh, Canada for example uh, you know indigenous women make up 2.5% of the population but 50% of all the women in prison that's like that's really really bad that like that's an overrepresentation of just to a magnitude that which like it should explain something else right there should be something else that is explaining this. If uh, black men in America disproportionately make up a lot more of the people in prison for violent crimes, what is that telling us? It, it, it could be two things. We, we have the basic uh, phrenology style. Uh, it's built into their DNA, you see, or the actual reality of the world we live in, which is that there are systemic and societal structures that are oppressing groups based on arbitrary values. Like, these are not the reasons why people should be oppressed. If It's like, it's different that if you, I, I didn't work hard, I, I, I didn't care, I just fucking, I, I never want to work a day in my life, I fucking, I love crime, I just love fighting, I, I love hurting people, I love stabbing people, this is my life, okay, this is what I want to be about. If someone was saying that and doing that and that was the results that ended up, that's very different than these are being over-representational for so many different structural and societal factors as well as historical injustices that have never been answered for. Like, that, it, it, it's such a better explainer because it actually looks at the data and sees what the data is reflecting not that there is some genetic or cultural code to these individuals that the other cultures or ethnicities or races have figured out like that is that that's racism what you just described the other one you know where, where, where you're like oh that that's that's what explains it, it, it it's these things because i don't want to think about different vectors of power or history or oppression or how that might manifest and actually you know whose clips you've been watching is so deranged by a racialist worldview that she uh, my teenage cousin is in, uh, is the only uh, person of color at my workplace, and the type of weirdo racist shit he puts up with mild talking about how much they love black people and black culture. Well, that sounds like that sounds like your typical like liberal workforce, you know. That's that's kind of what Get Out was all about. It's like, oh, I just want you to know, I am, um, I voted for Obama. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't have it any other way, you know, two times, two times, both times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was time, you know, it was time. I just, deep down, I was like, I got to make a stance. I got to take a stance. I, I like, I can't, I can't sit back anymore, you know? So I was like, I'm going to vote for Obama. And then I did, you know, and then like, yeah, just so you know, just, so you know, both times, both times. And I, my opinion, best president of our life. Like, I, uh, yeah. Why not, right? He believes all people of one color are oppressed. Yeah, I would have voted for Obama in the third term if I could. To prove it, she says, even NFL <laughs> players, some of the richest people in our society, some of the most celebrated, the most famous, the most privileged, even they can't escape the all-pervasive hatred of diabolical whites.
Watch this. <laughs> Diabolical whites. By the way, Tucker is just saying this shit now, right? It, it wasn't this bad before. And come on. We watch a lot of Tucker Carlson. I, I've seen hours of this man. Like, he does tons of dog whistles. He does tons of white supremacist shit. But I, I have not heard him use all these terms. Like, he's just giving nod after nod after nod to Stormfront right now. Like, every single one of them, you know? We're like, fucking Jared Taylor is like, Oh, God. He's very saying the quiet power out loud. Well, this is glorious. You to say, Mike, the optics just look bad. To see all these black men crashing into each other with a bunch of white owners, white coaches, and the complete disregard of black bodies and black life. I mean, it just represents a larger issue. So, I mean, you know, look. Who are the majority of NFL owners? Who are the majority of the people? Who are the managers? Who's the majority of coaches, TV reporters? All like every single one of them, like from top on down. Like who's the vast majority of the people who own and control that industry? Yes, it happens to be white people. Uh, should it matter what the race of the person is? No, it shouldn't. But it seems disproportionately that it happens to be people who are in the owning class and who have uh, a lot of the power in this position who happen to be also the ruling class. So the if those two things were coordinated and it happens to be the structure, is it wrong to bring that up and to talk about it? Is it wrong to say why are people disproportionately being overrepresentational in prison and other stuff like that? I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think that's racist in any way, shape, or form. I think that's just pointing shit out. The average salary for an NFL player is more than $2 million a year. 60% of NFL players are African Americans. In some positions like cornerback, virtually all the first string players. 70% of every single player who plays in the NFL after playing in the NFL files for bankruptcy. 70%. Why do you think that is? Why is it that something that has predominantly a lot of people who are black, who come from poverty, are suddenly becoming bankrupt after the NFL? There is so many reasons. I highly recommend watching 30 for 30 on this entire subject because it explains everything in detail. But there is, yes, a very large amount of people who are black in America who come from poverty, who enter into the NFL, and the NFL does a handful of things. If you get injured in the NFL, if you break like your legs or something or your back or your neck or whatever it is, and you no longer can play, you don't get your full payment for that year. You don't get the full payment that you would have made had you played every single game. So you can have these huge signing bonuses. You can have like, hey, by the way, I get $10 million and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, once you get all that kind of stuff set up, you break your back or something because it's highly physically intensive and you lose that. Not only that, like, and the high risk of injury is very, very high. There is not nearly enough education to the people inside the NFL teams about how to invest your money, how to like secure your money, how to do this. There is a promotion of almost like uh, that lifestyle where you have to be like, you, you spend tons of money, you go out, you have tons of like women, all that kind of stuff uh, that's within it. And these same individuals, and this is overwhelmingly representational black players, they have to also support families because they come from poverty, so they help out their families. And that goes all the way down. They help out their like their cousins, their sisters, their, their moms, their dads, their aunts, all that kind of stuff. They give back to every single person around them. And you start to think in your head, because you have this huge support network, how am I going to continue this if I get hurt? That day comes. I've got so many people dependent on me. I've got so many different family members who like who need me to help them uh, to help all of their like you know different conditions and, and whatever problems they have. And then all of a sudden, boom, you get injured, high contact sport, you no longer have the money to be able to pay for all that shit. And then all of a sudden, all these people get cut off. And then, yes, it's a huge problem. But that's like you're talking about the exploitation of workers and people. 
and this is over-represented again by black people in this industry. But, but that doesn't change the fact that the problem is they are being exploited. The problem is that they are not getting what is owed to them. Are black. So, okay, we don't have a problem with that. Most people don't have a problem with that. But if you look at that picture and say, this is white supremacy, what are you really saying? You're saying that anybody involved in the sport who is white defiles the sport because whiteness is itself inherently corrupting. This is so extreme. Come on. This is real life? Oh, my God. Like, this is wild. It's, it's like it doesn't matter what the person on the other end says. It's like you're saying that every white person is basically a fucking Cronenberg-level mutation that's only here to pollute and corrupt children through its own mutational device. Like, like, like no, none of this is real. None of that was said. Like yeah, so it's 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 not even in the same universe. If you want to say that, like, uh, the way in which these two hosts were expressing these comments was perhaps a little too extreme in the way they were wording it for me, that's one thing. Versus that is not what that person said at all. That it's not even close. It, it like wow, it's so far away. Evil that their mere presence in a sport that is overwhelmingly African American and from which African American individuals are benefiting is enough to destroy the whole operation. Is no. there whites involved? No, what not, kind of not at all. Is that? Well, it's genocidal talk, actually. Not <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Talking about the fact that there's more white owners in a sports league is not genocide. They're not even in the same world. What are you? What is this reach? Oh my god. <laughs> is is this? too far gone to even be scary i i don't know is this so cartoonish that like even the old demographic of fox is gonna be like uh i'm very scared i'm definitely very scared of the race war and you keep me scared every night but i don't think that's what they were saying i i don't feel like i'm part of the rwanda genocide i i just don't just because there's there's like not literally millions of people dying around me as there was in the Rwandan genocide. So, so it's just weird. It's weird to compare the two. I'm basically sitting at home watching you on TV and, and you're confusing me. You're confusing me. Oh, if you're asking what in chat, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's how he opened this segment up. That was the start of the segment. He was comparing the racism that he is now seeing on MSNBC to the Rwandan genocide. I kid you not. That was the start of this segment. That's what he felt was the appropriate way to set this up. To be like, uh, just so you know, this is an extremely, extremely racist and weird for me to do. Uh, I, I I just want to know that I have a real world comparison, you know? Basically, uh, yeah, uh, this is, uh, we have the same struggle. Overstatement, that's exactly what it is. So again, you have to wonder, what does Comcast board think of this? It's not a rhetorical question, really, now that we're talking about sports, because Comcast also owns an NHL team, a hockey team, the Philadelphia Flyers. And maybe not surprisingly, the NHL just published its first ever diversity report. And according to that report, we have a huge... Remember the piece by Kari, you should be boycotting the NFL? Oh, great video. I will definitely promote, go to go to Kari's channel, Kar K-A-R, on um, YouTube, and look up his video about the NFL. Really, really good. Huge problem with hockey. And the problem is there are too many white people in hockey. Now, why is that a problem? No one actually explains. It doesn't need to be explained because it's just prima facie obvious. We've got a lot of white people. That's inherently bad because white people are inherently bad. Again, do you want... <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Um, 
I can break this one down. I have authority to talk on this subject. I'm a Canadian. So, uh, yes, that in and of itself gives me the uh, supreme authority to talk about hockey, even though we haven't won uh, an NHL Cup since, I think, 1993. But either way, um, the reason that there's an overrepresentation of white people in hockey is because a lot of the countries that for a very long time, both historically and today, have been playing hockey professionally happen to be from populations that are predominantly white. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's Russia, Sweden, Finland, Canada, or the US of A. They had an, a, a dominant white population, which is why there's more people playing uh, hockey and training their families to play hockey. Also, for other people to play hockey from different countries, such as indigenous people, black people, Latin people, you name it, they also have to come from families that have enough money to be able to raise someone to play the sport. It's one of the most expensive sports to raise a player to play because of all the equipment they need to buy. It's all extremely expensive. The skates, the pads, everything, the helmet, uh, the, the, the everything that you need to be able to buy it every couple of years to, well, no, every year uh, if you're training a kid to play hockey every day, wake up every day, be competitive. That requires you to have a lot of financial backing, which is why when there is a majority under white supremacy, white population that has more disposable income, that has more median income, that has more money to be able to spend on that, they would be over represented uh, sorry overrepresented in the professional players who play in the sport that's why that's why that is as you would expect at this point now it's starting to change as you would expect at this point now as say the median wealth of uh immigrant families from india uh start to increase you see players who are not just white you see players who are both indian and black and indigenous you'll see players who pop up in different categories or groups as those groups become more prosperous and it just takes a long time to catch up because again it takes a very long time to raise a hockey player that's that's why i don't live it's in a very country easy where powerful people talk this way? What do you think it looks like in five years? Yeah, there's not rings the in, head in of black neighborhoods. The NHL's, quote, social impact division said, quote, we have a lot of work to do. Hmm. Again, how does Comcast board feel about this? Will the board undergo some kind of forced diversification? What about the NBA and the NFL? Admittedly, we're not following all of this, but as Joy Reid and Tiffany Cross tell us, that's probably because we're white and too stupid to understand. Oh my God. I think for Kamala Harris, she's had like the triple problem of being a woman. And so people not being willing to respect her the way that they would respect a male vice president of being black, which we already know that, that what that carries with it is the anti-blackness comes, you know, with the package. And then also being vice president at a time that is really, really difficult. Joy and I talk about this all the time. Madam Vice President, and you know this, Charlene, she black black, okay? Yes. She went to Howard, she AK, and when she talks to you, yeah. it is, I mean, she sounds She's so like regular. Me. She's so regular she and really approachable, is. and I just, it's unfortunate that more people don't, don't see, see that. It. And there's also just the dumbing down of the American electorate. We could go on and on. We could read excerpts from Tiffany Cross's book, which are brimming with racial hostility. We could play you a million clips from Joy Reid, which are exactly the same, filled with open racial hostility. But you get the point. And if you don't believe us, just go ahead and tune into MSNBC. But it's not really about that channel or those hosts. It's about a society that thinks that's okay. Where it's not really about diversity, it's about hating other people on the basis of their race. And it's a little bewildering to the rest of us who thought the whole point of, of America was that we're aspiring to a country where we are judged by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. And all of a sudden, racial reductionists don't simply have the floor and the platform on cable news shows, but have apparently the unquestioning support of the biggest telecommunications company in the United States. What does that say about the country and its leadership? 
subscribe to the so that's what they're gonna call it that's that's the term racial reductionists that's gonna be what they're like instead of saying reverse fa- uh, racism instead of saying that this is like uh anti-white racism or white genocide or whatever it's gonna be this is uh race reductionism that's gonna be the uh the, the official term that's fucked i mean like some of that was so silly that at the end of the day part of me is like was it so silly that it's not actually going to be too dangerous or is it more scary because he's so comfortable saying so much of that out loud now like it's 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 definitely a ramping up of stormfront you know far right white nationalist shit you know like neo nazi shit he's he's like he's turning it up um and he's saying a lot of sentences out loud that are just like you wouldn't expect to hear on a mainstream late night news show but you do now you're just like oh shit that's that's the world i live in it kind of sucks it's pretty intense we give you thanks for this meager plot of land for us to toil away our pathetic existence to our brave knights carl wauer tony dm rivera resident scarecrow sir nickus mayred cheryl alvarez ruben kelly brandon words greenwood nate Hegbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Jenna Tao, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Janis, Lemmy101, Anthropophojack, Saren42, Catherine, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Agent NDN, Violent Orchard, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We salute our mighty heroes off to conquest some bread in some far-off land.